Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Guat.Rocks, God, the world, and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, Advancing Equilibrium in the Midst of an Agitated World. This is Season 16, Episode 345. Title, Made in the Image of God. Subtitle, Genesis Miniseries, Episode 2. Check out the show notes for power links to Life Helps. The most important thing you can do in life is to secure your eternal life through Jesus Christ. The power links will tell you how. Also, we need your help to do what we do. There's a donation link for you to make a secure tax-deductible donation. I invite you to subscribe to receive the latest episodes that drop every Monday and Thursday at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. Welcome to the next installment of our podcast series where we delve deeper into the fascinating theme of creation in the Bible. This four-part mini-series is a 50,000-foot view of creation. Hopefully, I'll share something with you that will inspire you to dig deeper on your own. In this episode, we're focusing on a concept that has inspired centuries of theological reflection and contemplation, the foundational truth that human beings are made in the image of God. We're created in the image of God. When we encounter the phrase image of God, we enter a realm of profound significance. GodQuestions.org writes, This concept is rooted in the book of Genesis, where we read that humanity is created in the likeness of the divine. On the last day of creation, in Genesis 1.26, God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Thus, he finished his work with a personal touch. God formed Adam from the dust and gave him life by sharing his own breath. Genesis 2.7 Accordingly, Humanity is unique among all God's creations, having both a material body and an immaterial soul, spirit. We will look further into the impact of the fall of Adam and Eve on humans bearing the image of God in the next episode. Although the image of God is marred mentally, morally, socially, and physically in our lives by sin, James chapter 3 verse 9 says that we still bear God's image. James writes, With a tongue we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in God's likeness. But what does it truly mean to bear the image of God? At its core, the notion of being made in the image of God speaks to the inherent value and dignity of every human being. It suggests that within us resides a reflection of the divine qualities, things like compassion, creativity, and love, that set us apart from the rest of creation. The image of God comes from the Latin words imago dei and refers to the immaterial part of humanity. It sets human beings apart from the animal world, fits them for the dominion God intended them to have over the earth. We read that in Genesis 1.28 and enables them to commune with their maker. It is a likeness mentally, morally, and socially. This understanding has far-reaching implications for how we view ourselves and others. The image of God concept also carries a sense of responsibility. If we indeed are created in the likeness of the divine, then we are called to reflect those attributes in our interactions with the world and with each other. We are invited to exercise stewardship over the earth, to cultivate relationships based on the truths and life principles as outlined in the Bible. All the turmoil in our culture regarding race ignores and denies the fact that there is only one race on the planet the human race. The fact that we are all created in the image of God binds all of us together in profound interconnectedness. 
As image bearers of God, we are confronted with a beautiful and humbling truth that we are invited to participate in the ongoing work of creation. The Creator who brought the universe into existence also entrusts us with the ability to shape and transform the world around us. This partnership invites us to engage actively in the ongoing creative process. From the earliest pages of the Bible, we see glimpses of mankind's creative role. Adam is given the task of naming the animals, a symbolic gesture that signifies his role as a steward and cultivator of the earth, a process that involves understanding their nature and purpose. This act of naming demonstrates mankind's capacity to discern and categorize the diverse life forms that share the earth. My friend, it also is a side note to point out that man was created fully man, not some Neanderthal with limited understanding and cognitive ability. The divine command to fill the earth and subdue it implies a shared responsibility for shaping the world in a way that reflects divine intentions. Throughout history, humans have exercised their creative abilities in diverse ways, art, science, technology, and culture. Each act of creativity can be seen as a reflection of the Creator's divine touch upon us. God's creativity knows no bounds. We, too, have the potential to bring forth new ideas, innovations, and expressions of beauty. Jesus made the profound statement in John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, that truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. In Matthew 19.26, he said, With God, all things are possible. With our creative power comes a responsibility to ensure that our creativity contributes to the well-being of the world. This means considering the impact our actions will have not just in the moment, but also the ramifications for future generations. When we understand that we are made in the image of our Creator God, we are humbled by a partnership that invites us to shape the world with purpose, intention, and a deep sense of reverence. As stewards, we are not the owners of the earth, but rather its caretakers, tasked with nurturing, preserving, and protecting it. The book of Genesis sets the stage for our role as stewards. In the Garden of Eden, man is placed to till and keep the garden, a call to cultivate and care for the land. Noah's story emphasizes the theme of preservation. In the face of the great flood that threatened to wipe out all earth, Noah is chosen to build an ark to save a remnant of living beings. His obedience and care for the animals reflect the notion of stewardship extended to protecting and preserving the intricate web of life. At the end of the book of Genesis, we see how God worked things out to maneuver Joseph into the highest position in Egypt, second only to the Pharaoh to advance the stewardship of God's creation to save the entire world from a severe long-term famine. As we pay close attention to the Bible stories that highlight the blessings and responsibilities that are ours as the image bearers of God, I pray that we will seek wisdom and guidance for our own roles as stewards of the world around us. My friend, it is an exciting thing to be able to declare by the truth of God's word that we are made in his image. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.